1: America welcome it's Eric Erickson here this fine Friday where it is pouring down rain outside my window I hope you have blue skies where you are the phone number here is 877-973-7425 it's an open line Friday here at the show if you text the word Eric my name E-R-I-C-K to 33777 you can get all of the links to follow me around social media the podcast the live stream um, the website, everything you need, the show notes email, you should subscribe to the show notes. Uh, cause we send out when the show starts every weekday. We send out the show notes email and all the stuff I'm talking about is in there. And today, because I did so little show prep today, cause I was so tied up with other stuff. I got to use my email myself. So, you know, it's going to be accurate as opposed to the show notes. because Philip worked on it. <laughs> so I did this event last night. There's, there's a great, um, there's a great private school in Atlanta. Um, and I, I last year, so my buddy Eric who works up there, um, or works up there, he, um, he asked me last year if I would do an event for the, his school in Atlanta. It is a heritage prep school. It's a classical Christian school in Atlanta. It's kind of a wild story to me. So this school there, it's classical Christian education school and our kids are in one as well. And so you do Latin, you got to take the stupid logic class, and your kids become argumentative and smart Alex. Um, and literally, my kids are like, Dad, that's a fallacy. Dad, that's, I'm going to punch my kid. Not, not that I would, not that I ever would, I. but you know, like suddenly they get argumentative with you and they come home. From these little classical Christian schools, and not only do they make like Jesus centered arguments, but it's also like a well reasoned argument as to why they should be allowed to have a car or something. That's aggravating. They should ditch the logic class, but nonetheless. So I, I was invited to do this event last night in Atlanta, uh, Druid Hills Golf Club, and hung out with these guys for way longer um, than, than probably should. Have got there at six and didn't leave until ten thirty. And it, but it was so y'all, it was so much fun. It was just it was a group of guys. Uh, and it's, they all paid to, to essentially uh, have time with me as a way to fundraise for the school, and I was happy to do it. My own school doesn't do a fundraiser with me for anything, uh, but I was happy to help Heritage. But this school, so this is, this is the wild story. I get distracted about this. They were in a church building, and there was a church across the street from them. It was a, a liberal denomination, and it was a very nice facility and they wanted to buy the facility, and they knew the facility, they could offer a lot of money, the church was dying, and they went to the church to offer, to buy the property from the church. And the uh, preacher at the church was a lady who asked them, your classical Christian school, if you had a girl come to school who identified as a boy, would you you respect her pronoun choices, uh, and how would you handle her? And, And the head of the school said, well, we would certainly allow her to come to the school, but she's made in the image of God and He made her female. We wouldn't um, recognize her choice to be something other than how God made her. And the preacher said, Well, we don't even need to have a conversation. We're not going to sell our property to you people. And then the church went out of business and they got the property for way less than what they had originally offered to buy it for. Um, it just did. I, I love that story so much. Great, great school. Um, really is. People from all over the area drive. I mean, fight Atlanta traffic to get their kids there. So I was really happy to help them. Uh, now, regarding that, th- this is this is a tie-in here. Um, let's see. Do you know the, um, uh, I have no idea. Okay. Sorry. My wife is texting me during the show. I will answer her in a minute. I don't need to replay the audio for you. Y'all all know the audio. The other day on uh, MSNBC had a political reporter on MSNBC who said essentially, unlike regular Christians, Christian nationalists believe all their rights come from God. I'm paraphrasing, but that's what she meant, that unlike regular Christians, uh, Christian nationalists don't believe their rights come from the government. They believe their rights come from God. Now, if you are a person who knows anything at all about anything, you know, that actually every Christian on planet earth believes their rights come from God. That is not a definitive, that is not a marker between Christian nationalism and Christianity. They all. Christians believe their rights come from God. The Founding Fathers believe their rights come from God. Joe Biden believes uh, his rights come from God. This is a a quintessential Christian belief. This is actually a belief uh, that transcends Christianity. Uh, Jews, Christians, Muslims, the big three, uh, well, uh, Hinduism as well. uh, God gives our rights, not government. Now, the socialists, the communists, they actually argue that rights come from the people. The people collectively decide and issue them through the government. So essentially, your rights do come from government if you're a socialist or communist. And it's notable that this uh, Politico reporter has pushed that issue, a view from the left. And by the way, she was a left-wing reporter from MSNBC who got hired by Politico. So of course she has this view and a number of Christian outlets, non-Christian nationalist outlets, have called on Politico to apologize for this, but this got me thinking. There was some polling out yesterday I didn't get to in the show. Something like 80% of Americans have a negative view of the American media. And a majority of that 80% believes the media Willfully lies to the public. Now, I I I want you to to think about this because it, it's it's important for you to get a sense of this. A majority, uh, overwhelming majority of Americans, eighty percent believe the media lies to us, or it doesn't trust the media. And uh, a majority of those people believe that the media willfully lies to us. And here comes this reporter on television who wishes to explain to us that the difference between Christians and Christian nationalists is that Christian nationalists believe God gives us our rights. And if you believe that, you're a Christian nationalist. So Joe Biden is a Christian nationalist. John F. Kennedy is a Christian nationalist. Martin Luther King's a Christian nationalist. Uh, I, I'm not here to lecture you guys on Christianity, Christian Christian uh, theology, or anything like that. I'm, I'm here to point out that the people are being proven right. And in many cases, where they're wrong is not that the media is willfully lying to us. It's just that they're stupid. Yes, there are people in the media who willfully lie. But a great many of them are just ignorant. They're They're dumb. It reminds me of a guy who is a prominent progressive writer who has, uh, the media pays attention to him, and he was looking at a map of Miami and wondered why it was Miami didn't grow to the west. If you've ever seen a map of South Florida, if you've seen, for example, a satellite map of South Florida, you can see Miami from space, you can see the economic development of Miami. And it only goes so far west. And then it just stops. There's nothing. There's no development. This this reporter, highly respected, highly paid member of the media, looking at a map, wanted to know why on earth it was Miami did not continue expanding to the west. Now, for those of you in Rio Linda, there is this thing. It's a geographical, geological feature. It's called the Everglades. It is to the west of Miami. It is impossible to build west of Miami, get out past Hialeah and the like, and and suddenly you're hit with a vast swamp and an Indian reservation. Now, I got to say, that this is some... (laughs) My dad, who may be listening right now, when... I, I took him to his 50th high school reunion. Uh this has been several years ago down in Coral Gables. My dad's from Coral Gables. Grew up on Alhambra Circle, had the uh the Hyatt uh there in Coral Gables. We had his 50th reunion. He and I drove down there. He flew into Atlanta. I picked him up uh and and we drove down to Coral Gables. We stopped in uh Orlando to see Monkey Leaf, made it up to Coral Gables and um he's uh, <laughs> He hadn't been there in a very long time, and he's like, oh, we should go south. I'll show you where we used to take church trips to to feed the Indians on the Indian Reservation. And so South, he's like, I know it's around here somewhere, and it's an Aston Martin dealership now. <laughs> Just complete massive development down in South Florida. When he grew up back at Coral Gables, there was lots of rural areas and farmland south of Coral Gables. Not anymore. Uh, the Coconut Grove area down there in South Miami had an Aston Martin dealership. Uh, the the Indians are now out to the west, in the Everglades. <laughs> uh, but you, I mean, you got this this area down there, and you got this, this reporter who's supposedly smart who just couldn't understand why the media is just full of dumb people, y'all. The media is full of idiots. You know, when I got hired by CNN, it, it, it was a toss up between CNN and and Fox News. And Rush Limbaugh is actually the one to encourage me to go to CNN. He said I needed to go to CNN first. Before I went to Fox, because Fox would be comfortable, and I needed to learn how to deal with people who were hostile to my values and hostile to anything I said. And my gosh, were they in many cases. But it was right. He, he was right in his advice because I learned a lot. I actually made some friends at, at CNN, learned how to talk to people who disagreed with me ideologically uh, in ways where they might actually listen to me instead of immediately tuning me out. But I was really intimidated because I went to I I went to Mercer University. It's a great school, but it wasn't the Ivy League. And here I am on TV with people from Columbia and Harvard and Yale and Princeton. And they were a bunch of idiots. These were not smart people. They hid behind their credentials to avoid being an idiot. And this is what you see the tactic of the left now is they want to hide behind their credentials. Oh, you think a, a man can't become a woman? What's your credential? I'm a human being who took basic high school biology. I don't need a PhD in women and gender studies to know this. They're hiding behind credentialism, and a lot of these people are not bright. They're pretty ignorant. They get degrees from the Ivy League because mommy and daddy were legacies. Uh, the schools have, have just gone to, gone to garbage with the grade inflation, And they hide behind their credential, never mind they don't have a brain, never mind they don't have basic knowledge, never mind they're not traveled. Y'all, I have still been to more countries than states in the Union. I am more well-traveled than many of these people who get on television and try to prognosticate to you about the world. I, I know more about it. I've lived around the world, and these people have never traveled. They've never been to Des Moines except during the Iowa caucuses. They don't know anything about the people of Iowa. They don't know anything about the people of Florida. They talk about the I-4 corridor because they heard somebody else talk about it, but they've never actually been down there except to go to Disney World. They are untraveled, uneducated, unexperienced, and they live in a bubble, and yet they've decided they're the ones who will tell us how the world works. So to the extent that people think the media is lying to us, in many cases they are, but in most cases they don't even know they are lying to us. They're just morons. And they want to lecture you. They want to control your access to information because they've decided it's for your own good that they tell you what's going on in the world. That if you go look for it yourself, you're not smart enough to figure it out. And the result is in their contempt for you, you've figured out they're contemptuous of you and you don't listen to them. And they really hate it which is why so many of the voices, the loud voices in the national press corps, are all focused on misinformation and disinformation now and and think that maybe the First Amendment has gone too far because they've lost your trust, and the only way they can think to get it back is not to be truthful, not to find smart people, not to be more well-traveled and more well-read and understand people, but to censor because they have a monopoly, they have the power, and they don't want to give it up. And the best way for you to handle it is to continue to do what you're doing. Ignore them and find competing news sources. I will tell you, though, the right is getting as bad as the left in some of these cases. i got to spend my time reading everybody left, right, and center just to figure out what the heck's going on anymore so I can convey it accurately to you. But what you're going to find on the campaign trail, going full circle here, back to the beginning, what you're going to find over the next few months is they've seen internal polling in the Democratic Party that Americans are kind of afraid of this Christian nationalist stuff. And so they're going to be talking about it and abortion a lot. And the problem for them is they get on TV and they say stupid stuff like only Christian nationalists think rights come from God. And that clues you into the fact that these people are blithering idiots. The very things they're trying to do to control access to information are the very things they're doing to unleash the information and destroy their own credibility. And that, at the end of the day, is actually a good thing.
0: He's got the courage to tell you the actual truth, even when it isn't popular. It's The Eric Erickson Show. Can be live on Eric's show by calling 877 97 Eric. That's 877 973 7425.
1: Hi there. Welcome. It's Eric Erickson here. Yes, you can be on the program 877 973 7425. Be patient with me if you're on the phone. I'll get to your phone calls here on the other side of the break. Happening right now, the closing arguments in the Fawnie Willis uh, situation in Fulton County Georgia the judges on the bench, the lawyers are
2: making their so case. I think um, it's not necessarily the amount of the money, it's the fact that she received it, and it's it's not insignificant. Um, and I don't think your order has to say because she received $9,200 she's disqualified. I think if we go back to the 20,000 foot level, where's the, what's the appearance here? Is this fairness to the defendants? Um, is, does, it, does it appear that she is interested in this prosecution or does it appear that she's disinterested? She took the stand, you can tell she's not a disinterested person, Uh, When it comes to this proceeding, but we also argue she's not a disinterested person uh, when it comes to the prosecution as a whole Um, I'm gonna leave for um, I, I'll resist the temptation uh, to defend my wife, um, and who I believe to be an excellent lawyer and a member of the bar for 20 years um, in good standing. But I will say this, Judge, you don't just evaluate the credibility of the witnesses. You evaluate the credibility of the lawyers. Um, and Mr. Abadi stood up here in open court in front of national news and in the national public and called her a liar. Um, I need to address that for one minute um there's text messages that are now part of the record which now are substantive evidence for you to consider
1: um, and that's the live hearing there happening now we'll get back to that when we come back right now i got to tell you about swiss america y'all uh, you should go check out swiss america's website at slash eric today in addition to being able to get uh the report the secret war on cash um, you, you, can also explore their options as someone with who to do business. If you're into investing in precious metals, uh, they're a great company. And I don't know if you've seen what's been happening with precious metals lately as, uh, the economy, <laughs> we, the, there are all sorts of great signs that the economy is doing well, but also there are, there are all sorts of warning signs about the state of banks and things like that. Uh, if you go to Swissamerica.com Eric, you can also get the secret war on cash report from them. Uh, You can uh, also call them, 800-289-2646, and mention my name, Eric Erickson. You can call or text it. Uh, Message and data rates apply. But uh, Swiss America is a company, if you're interested in precious metal investing, consider doing business with them. They're good people who can really help you out. SwissAmerica.com slash Eric.
0: He's got the courage to tell you the truth, even when it isn't popular. You're listening to The Eric Erickson Show.
1: I was encouraged to tell you the truth, and that truth being that uh, we don't actually get our rights from God, gentlemen. We get our rights from our wives. And I guess that actually is technically true. <laughs> All right, welcome. Uh, it is Eric Erickson. here. the phone number, 877-973-7425. The closing arguments are happening in this uh, situation in Fulton County, Georgia. The prosecution of Donald Trump there, Fawnie Willis, accused of cl- conflicts of interest and a, mm, gross appearances of impropriety with Nathan Wade, who she picked as her special prosecutor. Y'all, I want to give you some perspective here. In fact, let me pull out my calculator just to be on the safe side. Okay, so it's been 18 years since I practiced law. And I only practiced law for six years. And in my six years of practicing law in the state of Georgia... I handled more RiCO cases than Nathan Wade has ever handled in his entire legal career. I was a lawyer for just six years and handled more RiCO cases uh, than Nathan Wade has ever handled. Now mine were civil and this one's criminal, but he's never done any. And I've done two. Um, and it's it's there's no reason for him to have been uh, the it, to, to have been the special prosecutor. there is a clear appearance of impropriety. And I really do think that it would be crazy for the judge to allow Fawny Willis and Nathan Wade to continue down this path. I will tell you that I am told very reliably by sources at Fulton County, where I happen to be, that people inside the government there and, and those on the periphery of government have been pushing Willis and Wade to shake this case up and find other people, and they've just refused. And that's probably to their detriment. Now, Uh, There's a question on this. I want to go to Mark here, who's been waiting patiently. Mark, welcome to the show. How are you?
0: Hey, Eric. Good. How are you? Good. A couple questions related to this. One is that when the motion first came up, and maybe even before, if if they knew about it, would it have saved Willis and Wade a lot of trouble if they'd gone to the judge and said, the timeline isn't what everyone thinks it is, yes, we're seeing each other far before wade was hired if they'd taken out of that the equation could they have saved them a lot of trouble and just made it a conflict of interest question
1: which yeah, really yeah. i
0: don't really think merchant has made really a her case
1: so i i honestly think if if they were straightforward had they disclosed everything to begin with even um and just said hey we're, we're in a relationship now and by the way i do think one of the 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 sticking points here um, where I do actually think Ashley Merchant has a has a, a, a very viable point is that Fawny Willis never did go to the Fulton County Commission and say we need to hire a special prosecutor to do this uh, and I need you guys to agree because it's going to cost a lot of money. Uh, and she should have done that and didn't. Uh, it's more problematic that she entered a relationship with Nathan Wade Uh, before she actually issued indictments in the case to do the trial because the trial is going to be more costly than even the the special prosecutor before the grand jury. She should have done that uh, as a public servant and gotten buy-in from the county to absorb those costs because they're going to be paid a lot of money, and that money is going to come from Fulton taxpayers. Now, the other issue is, um, is there a... Is there based on the preponderance of evidence? Not a, it's not reasonable. Reasonable doubt in in court is the criminal standard to convict someone of a crime. It's got to be beyond reasonable doubt. Basically, that there's there's there can be no reasonable doubt that this guy is is, um, is is innocent. A preponderance of the evidence is just let's take all of the evidence together. And in a 5149 case, if the preponderance of evidence is there's the appearance of impropriety, we're, we're going to move the case to someone else. You have a, a roommate who says that the relationship was started in 2019. You have Wade's uh, friend or co-counsel or some such who in text messages says it was before, but then on the stand says, oh, no, I, I can't believe I sent that. Um, so why did you send it in the first place? You have the cell phone data that shows Nathan Wade um, in 2021 in Fawny Willis's neighborhood at midnight to 4 a.m. Uh, with no other known acquaintances there. And then when he returns home, texts her. Um, all of this stuff, I think, in a preponderance of evidence, if, if it's close, if it's 5149, there's an appearance of impropriety there that should cast doubt on their ability to, to continue operating this case. I think the moral of the story here is. That you should not um, you shouldn't engage in these sorts of behaviors unless you're willing to disclose them publicly. and also uh, never prosecute an opposition researcher unless you've got everything um, tied off in knots. my 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 real takeaway here, though, is there's a level of arrogance in the case from the prosecution side of, of how dare you question me? I'm here to prosecute Donald Trump. This is about democracy. How dare you question me? Except they're supposed to be questioned. You know, and this then gets into the immunity case um, in, in Washington and the Supreme Court taking this case. I want to play you this audio. This is Ben Ginsburg, And keep in mind, Ben Ginsburg, not a fan of Donald Trump. He's a senior Republican lawyer, one of the best election lawyers in the country. He refused to help Donald Trump in 2020. He was on um, with Aaron uh, Burnett on CNN last night. Listen to some of this.
2: Do you think there's any coincidence that Smith makes this move a day after the Supreme Court said it would hear arguments on uh, Trump's immunity uh, while he's in office? um, And they said that they're going to take that up, and that means that likely will not get a verdict by Election Day in any scenario. It does mean that. It means the Florida case is the one that can move forward uh, the quickest. I, I don't think it's an accident, but I think this hearing has long been scheduled for Friday. It was going to involve dates. It's significant he's moving it back to July 8th, just a week before the republican convention oh that's interesting and, and, and important to point out as well yes it is and now that
1: there's um what is it eli honig on cnn he's one of their legal analysts
2: august and if that's uh, let's see so, so that's a really interesting development that there could be some agreement here between the parties to do a trial in july or august and if that's the deal i think i see why each side might be interested in that it tells me, first of all, that Jack Smith has now concluded that it's very unlikely he's going to get his January 6 trial And We just saw the Supreme Court take that case yesterday. I think he's done the math and seen that that's essentially a done deal in terms of trying it before right. the election. This would allow Jack Smith to at least try the Mar-a-Lago case before the election. And from Trump's team perspective, they get the win of moving the January 6 trial till after trial, till after the election. and. It allows that they would go ahead with the with the Florida trial, the Mar-a-Lago trial, but you're going to have a good jury there if you're Donald Trump. You're going to have, half that jury is going to be Trump supporters, Trump voters, so... There's I, also questions about the judge uh, that have been... The like. judge has been good for Trump, so I think if you're Trump's lawyers, and we've had reporting on this, you're feeling pretty good about your chances in Florida.
1: I I don't want to be a broken record on this one, but I I, I need to reiterate this. Both parties try to find silver bullets to take out the other side. You know, in in literary mythology, the silver bullet is what kills the werewolf, kills the monster. I've been in politics long enough. I've been in the media long enough. I've been in law long enough to know there are never silver bullets. Part of the democratic fury and angst over these legal cases for Donald Trump right now is because they thought they had silver bullets. They were going to take out Donald Trump. The irony is that the Democrats may have just gotten Donald Trump reelected with these cases by Jack Smith because the classified documents case in Florida is going to go before a jury that is going to be more favorable to Trump than any other jury in any of these other cases. It's going to be tried before a judge who was appointed by Trump and has been favorable to the defense. And if Donald Trump is found not guilty by this uh, jury, it's going to help him immensely in his reelection effort. He will get a bounce nationally. And the reason is because the Democrats don't like to talk about it. They work very hard and go to great pains to avoid talking about it. There is a lot of polling, a lot of polling that shows the American public, not just Republicans, not just Trump voters, but independent voters in the United States do believe that Donald Trump is being harassed by a legal system because Democrats wish to take him out. These cases have made Donald Trump sympathetic. A not guilty verdict in Florida in front of that jury would push Donald Trump into the White House. The Democrats are just hell-bent on doing anything they can to stop Donald Trump, and everything they do is just helping him get reelected. It's remarkable to watch. It really is. As someone on the outside looking in, it is remarkable to watch the Democrats, their fury over the Supreme Court. Let me explain this one to you. The Democrats really did think they could launch a massive federal case against Donald Trump and that they could expedite it through a judicial system that is designed to move slow and to benefit the defendant. And they are now upset that the system is benefiting the, the defendant. It, it is absurd to watch the Democrats melt down over the Supreme Court uh, being willing to consider this appeal. They didn't consider an immediate appeal. They waited for the Court of Appeals to handle it. They did that because... Um, that's what they do. They, They typically don't pull stuff out. The Democrats have just been convinced that this must be rushed, but the reason they want to rush it is because of the election. And politics don't matter to the Supreme Court. I know you think it does. I know you think politics matter. The Democrats are admitting they think politics matter. But at the end of the day, if you've ever talked to Supreme Court justices, they don't sit around considering the political implications of their decisions. If they did, Roe v. Wade would still be the law of the land because look what happened to the Republicans afterwards. This is the Fifth Amendment to the United States Constitution. No person shall be held to answer for a capital or otherwise infamous crime unless on a presentment or indictment of a grand jury, except in cases arising in the land or naval forces or in the militia, when in actual service in time of war or public danger, nor shall any person be subject to the same offense to be tried... Uh, Twice put in jeopardy of life or limb, nor shall be compelled in any criminal case to be a witness against himself, nor be deprived of life, liberty, or property without due process of law, nor shall private property be taken for public use without just compensation. Amendment 6. In all criminal prosecutions, the accused shall enjoy the right to a speedy and public trial by an impartial jury of the state and district wherein the crime shall have been committed, which district shall have been previously ascertained by law, and to be informed of the nature and cause of the accusation, to be confronted with the witnesses against him, to have compulsory process for obtaining witnesses in his favor, and to have the assistance of counsel for his defense." Are Amendment 7, in suits by common law where the value in controversy shall exceed $20, the right of trial by jury shall be preserved and no fact tried by a jury shall be otherwise reexamined in any court of the United States other than according to the rules of the common law. Amendment 8, excess bail shall, be, shall not be required nor excessive fines imposed nor cruel and unusual punishments inflicted. You have four of the... Bill of Rights revolve around trials, trials by jury, the rights of defendants, the rights of accused. Our entire constitutional legal system is designed to benefit defendants, including in criminal cases, the right to not be found guilty except beyond a reasonable doubt standard. Democrats were never going to get these trials done this year. Even picking a jury can take a year in a case like this. It was always a fantasy. They sold themselves on MSNBC. They've lied to themselves. I often call out my own side for the lies we tell ourselves and intellectual dishonesty because I can be a voice on my own side. And I would just note how few voices on the left have been willing to call out MSNBC and other legal commentators on the left for the lies they've told the public about how these trials would be so swiftly conducted and how everything would turn out smelling like roses for them. It was never going to be the case. The criminal justice system works slowly to benefit defendants with so many rights and privileges given to the defense to make sure that everyone, including a man like Donald Trump, gets a fair trial. And what we're noting is that all the people who have screamed for so long about Donald Trump being authoritarian are mad as hell that our justice system is working as it was designed so that the defendant gets a fair trial with the preponderance of evidence and the burden of proofs in his favor. And the, uh, the prosecution has to, it has to prove it by a re- beyond a reasonable doubt. The fact of the matter is this was the way it was always going to play out. And if you listen to this program and me, you knew it. And if you listen to the voices on MSNBC and even some on CNN, you're shocked and surprised that this happened. There is no silver bullet to take out Donald Trump. They're going to have to face him at the ballot box. Americans for Prosperity is out there fighting for conservative causes around the country. At the state and local level, they're a do tank, not a think tank. They go into the states and they do the business of the conservative movement. They are organized well in about 40 states, and they're organizing the other 10 as well. And they have 4 million activists on their side. In my state right now, they're doing a billboard campaign educating Republicans about the school choice vote in the state legislature. They're knocking on doors in swing districts, making sure people know where people stand on school choice. They're going into districts where Republicans who have been wobbly on the issue are and and, and bucking them up and, and making sure the voters know that they might be going wobbly on School Choice. They do a great grassroots effort around the country for conservative causes. You can be a part of it at Eric. Go sign up with them today. Learn how to be an effective conservative activist, to be a great voice for your local government or your state legislature on conservative causes and issues, to learn how to fight more effectively for free markets and free people for families. americansforprosperity.org. Go sign up with them today.
0: You can follow Eric around on social media at EW Erickson on Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, and Instagram. And check him out at EWErickson.com. Want Eric's weekly recipes? They're super delicious. Text RECIPE to 33777 now.
1: Chick-fil-A is telling customers to please discard Polynesian sauce dipping cups that were ordered over the past few weeks. The Polynesian sauce dipping cups may contain a different sauce that includes wheat and soy allergens. It could actually be sriracha. That's right. A Chick-fil-A spokesperson told CNN the sauces manufacturer packs some of the Polynesian sauce to cups with sriracha sauce instead, which contains wheat and soy. I'm not I bought some that week. So they are ones that were purchased uh, the week of the February 14th uh, through the 27th. Um, I've got some from that week. I need to see if I've accidentally got some sriracha sauce at home because you know how hard it is to find sriracha sauce. Chick-fil-A could actually be blessing us all yet again. By the way, today is Dan Kathy's birthday. Happy birthday Dan Cathy uh of Chick-fil-A. Um I, I yeah, so just just be advised if you have some of the little dipping cups of Polynesian sauce from February 14th to 27th could actually be sriracha. You could be in for a treat or have an allergic reaction. Your your choice. I'm not allergic to wheat or soy, so maybe I got some secret sriracha sauce at home with my Chick-fil-A packets. I the by the way, the Polynesian sauce actually is my favorite for the chicken nuggets. Uh, grilled or the fried chicken nuggets, the Polynesian sauce is the best. They've got great sauces, but that one, let's just be honest, the Polynesian sauce is the best sauce. Now, I have to move on and tell you about Omaha Steaks, because right now it's 50% off site-wide at Omaha Steaks. And not only that, if at checkout you put in my name as your promo code, E-R-I-C-K as your promo code, you get an extra $30 off. The already unbelievable 50% off savings at at OmahaSteaks.com. Minimum order applies. Y'all, don't forget, you can get seafood, you can get steaks, you can get great burgers, you can get the gourmet jumbo franks, you can get ready-made sides and desserts. You can even get main courses that you just put in the oven, uh, heat them up, and before the kids can even ask you what's for dinner, bam, you got it done with Omaha Steaks, and 50% off site-wide right now, plus the extra $30 off if you use my name as your promo code. Just go to omahasteaks.com, put in Eric as your promo code at checkout, and remember, you get 100% satisfaction guarantee, because Omaha Steaks wants your business for life. So go to Omaha Steaks and check them out. Load up your cart with deliciousness, the bacon-wrapped fillets, the New York strips, the burgers, the caramel apple tartlets, whatever you need. OmahaStakes.com. You put Eric in as your promo code at checkout, you're going to get an extra $30 off. And right now, site-wide, they're already doing 50% off. So it's an incredible value and incredible savings from an incredible group of people at OmahaStakes.com. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Do you need parts?
0: O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts.